You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, a lifestyle podcast hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Tune in for a new episode every Tuesday to hear our honest conversations about topics like wellness, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and self-development with guests who are really smart, really inspirational, and really fucking funny. (laughs) It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. Inspired by our transition from our 20s to our 30s, we realized it's so much more than that. Our mission is to provide you with the tools, guidance, and motivation to help you navigate any transitions in your life and propel your personal growth. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Welcome to the podcast, peeps. Welcome back. It's good us. Good to, good to see you, feel you, good to hear see you. you. We've been hearing from you. you. Yeah. We have been. Everything and anything, and I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. It's so good to connect with you guys. It means a lot. We love you. Mm-hmm. It's Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsick. And, yeah. Um, Two shifts in the night. I was in Yosemite. Mm-hmm. You were in New York. Mm-hmm. Yosemite's beautiful. Dude, tell me about it's it. It's so beautiful. I was there with my sister, my dear sister, and my best friend from childhood. Mm. They look amazing, yo. Oh, yeah? Both of them, like, dropped, like, 20 pounds. Dropped the stress boyfriend? <laughs> yeah, man, like, dropped dropped some baggage and yeah. dropped some fucking weight. It's crazy. Wow, that's they incredible. so good. And it's not about that. No, they just, I know. like. But I'm sure they feel so good. Energetically, they feel better. They, oh, it's like a happy. lightness to them. It is like so beautiful. Yeah, so it was beautiful. It's kind of a too far of a drive though, to be completely honest. Oh, you drove? Yeah, it's five hours. Oh, God. Five hours and then like really probably two or three more hours in the park, but it was charred because of the fires. There's still tons oh of fires going God. on. Oh, my God. There's tons of fires going on. Oh. Yeah, so all the What was the visibility like, like? Fine, kind of, but- there's like half of the park was shut down because oh, of it, which man. is like so sad. I know it's crazy because like you hear so much about it and then the media kind of moves on and you're like, I know. are fires happening? And they are. Yeah, I landed in, um, I had a connection in Denver yesterday and the visibility was insanely bad. I didn't know they had fires. It's so dry everywhere. Yeah. It's so dry. I feel bad for the little animals. Mm-hmm. What do they do? Yeah, Did you see like- animals? Our space was called the Coon Hideout. Okay. On Airbnb. So it was like covered in raccoons. It was hilarious. Um, <laughs> There's probably like a hundred. There was like stuffed animals. There was like coons everywhere. We didn't see any animals. I'm trying to think. We went on the boat, which was really fun. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. There was like Love a little a boat. boat boy who was like 19 years old who we were like fucking with the whole day. Oh my God. Was he hot? He was cute for like a little 19 year old. Yeah. Like I've seen some hot youngins lately. It was and it's so like. Fun. I have to check myself. I'm like, hey, like hilarious. you can't be like, like fluffing your feathers for a 19 year old uh, right now. Cannot be fluffing. Can't be peacocking for a there little boy. There was this boy. like hot. He was probably like 19 or 20. Definitely played baseball for some fucking college team, and the swag on this this child was soul shaking. I was like, you're so hot. And He's because he so doesn't hot. care, probably. Doesn't care, thinks I'm out of his league. I'm not. <laughs> thinks he's out of his league because of. Uh, he's like, she's my mom. I know. I was looking at him. I'm like, you like think I'm a mom, probably. Probably. Props. I always wonder that. So, do you want me to buy you beer? <laughs> I will. I was like, I'll buy you fucking beer. 
Oh man. Um, yeah. Two, two ships passing in the night. I was in New York for my best friend's wedding. That's so cool. I say no to most weddings cause they're mostly on the East coast yeah. and I've just gotten invited to like people who I'm friends with, but not super close with. So I always have to make the tough decision, yeah. but obviously you I made never. the contract to go to this wedding when yeah. we met. Cause we we're just like soulmates in that way. And yeah. it was, but it was incredible. And, um, he was, I've never seen a human being so happy in my entire life. Like, I don't even know how to describe the happiness that was like pouring out of him in such an emotional way. Like, I mean, he didn't stop crying, like from the moment I got there and he's just like, can you believe it? Like, I'm so happy. Like, it's just like, it's everything and more that I've always wished for him. Mm. And he and Robert are just perfect for one another. And they are like, they're opposites. And like, they just learn so much and they express that in their vows from one another. And that was so beautiful. I mean, the ceremony. Mm. So one of their best friends, Hannah, married them because they're both really close with her. So it was perfect. She killed it like shared just like this beautiful personal narrative of like kind of witnessing their 13 year friendship and then into this like relationship and it brought the house down like everyone was sobbing and then they did their vows which were so beautiful and i fucked up and gave the wrong ring it was hilarious because like she like Somehow someone gave the wrong ring in the pouch and then I gave that to Maddie to get to Robert and it was the wrong one. Were they like, well, Matt, Maddie knew right away and he's like, it's the wrong one, just switch. <laughs> it's like, I'm so sorry. I had one job. Yeah, you're like the ring girl is fired. Oh my God, it was hilarious. But I mean, the aesthetic was mm. stunning. So them, I mean, just insane. And what I loved about the flow was that there was no forced dancing Honey. and like DJ situation. Granted, Honey. love to dance. Like I'll tell like I love to dance once I'm in the groove. It was so nice because what they did was the after party at the Viceroy rooftop was kind of your time to like get loose and like chill and maybe dance, like do your thing. But like it was cocktails before then we went down for the ceremony and then we went up back upstairs to kind of celebrate clink for you know champagne and little like bites and then went downstairs for a seated like a sit-down dinner it was so delicious and we did the speeches throughout the dinner and i did um i gave a speech um i killed it actually and i was really nervous well i thought I, i i literally was like oh lens like like i felt this like i'm gonna fuck this up because at one point. But then I was like, I kind of went to like a quiet place and I was just like, he's like your brother. Yeah. This is like, he we're connected literally soul to soul. And like, all you have to do is like speak from your heart. I had things I wanted to say, like I wrote out a whole speech, but I was never going to read from something. Mm-hmm. Cause I think, um, I, for me, it would look cheesy because I do this for, I kind of talk for a living. So like, to, I don't know. Mm-hmm. If you're a mom and you're emotional and you're like shaking, mm-hmm. have something in your hand. Mm-hmm. But um, it was perfect. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was like a little funny, a little emotional. It was like we, it was just great. And I just like the one thing I was I, that I realized like in the moment, and you know how I throw around, we throw around the word expander a lot, but I really mean it. 
like they are not only expanders for like me and just like seeing that love and knowing that it exists and I can see myself having a relationship like that, but for the gay community, like they are expanders for the gay community, for people who are living like in this silence, in like this desperate situation where they want to express how they feel, express to who they, to the person they love or to people they love about the person they love or who they want to love. And like, they feel like they can't. So like, you know, every time like a person in the a homosexual, uh, in the homosexual community gets married, like, it's just a moment to be like, yes, 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 yes. And it was just really beautiful. Like they have not had it easy. I mean, Matthew and Robert both have their individual stories. Um, they're coming out stories and, you know, continue to come up against, you know, bullshit. Mm-hmm. And so it was just a really beautiful moment. Um, and being in New York was great. You know, it was just so nice to see like all, I have some of my best friends um, and they were at the wedding and it was just like, we just laughed. We just oh, fucking la- Oh my the God. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Yeah. I just, it's like going through my head. I'm like, Oh, that happened. And the designer of my dress and a few of the other people were there. And it was, I felt like a little celebrity because I was wearing her dress, but she, so guess who wore my dress before I was like, yo, cause the dress fit perfectly and the same style of it, but in a different color I tried on previously was so small. Scarjo. Literally. And I was like, who, like who could wear this? But then I tried on the black one and it was perfect. Didn't have to get it altered. I was like, who wore this? No, not Scarjo. JL. No. Mary J. Blige. Bitch. <laughs> I actually could see her in that dress. Right? Yeah. I was like, cool. Fuck. I was so amazing. happy. I was like, oh, yes. Um, so yeah. Wait, that's fucking amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. Oh, I'm so happy for Maddie. And your dad and mom were there. Yeah, my parents were there, which was so nice. Was I was just like, yeah. Um, I found out my dad listens to the podcast except for the sex and crystals episode. So that was, uh, earth shattering. Hello, dad. I know. Hello, Papa. <laughs> I don't know if you'll listen to that. Yeah, this one. one. I don't know if you'll listen to this one. Yeah. This one's about sex. Yeah. Um, well, it made me really happy. Cause I, I mean, I love my dad so much and respect his opinion so much and you know, his support. So, and just to have them witness their marriage, I was like, oh, like my mom's always been just like this open little angel, like happy and whatever for everyone. And, but for my dad to witness that, it was like really special. And he was so, everyone kept coming up to me and was like, oh my God, your parents. Like, Cause my, my dad's kind of quiet, but he was being like this little butterfly really? and it was just so, so sweet. Um, yeah. I just had the best time. I had the best time. I mean, that's like a coming home of many sorts, many sorts. And like, it was like a final thing that happened on like my last few hours there last thing, but I was walking, uh, I forget where I was, but I was walking and I run literally run into a former like FB fuck buddy. It was like very weird, but he's like very sweet. We're like friends. It's not like weird like that. And where were you? Um, Dr. Schmood. No, we were literally in this tunnel between Grand Central and like another street. And like, I saw him, I was like, huh? And I tapped him on the shoulder. I like had to, I had to like, cause he was talking to someone. I was like, hi. He's like, oh, hey. 
and he proceeded to walk with me for like six blocks. I like that. Yeah, it was so sweet. And then we said our like sweaty hugs goodbye. But it was just like very weird because then I proceeded to see like, you know, I see feathers everywhere and I have that feather tattoo and I saw a feather on the ground. Didn't think he was my soulmate. Don't worry. But it was just like a moment where I was like, oh, that's funny. Like it was kind of orchestrated. Totally. I was like, hello. But yeah, it was great to be in New York. I'm so glad to be home as you always. manifested that dick. Did I, have I ever told that story? I don't know if I- I'm not manifesting the dick. No, his story is oh. very brief. Basically, it only happened one time. We called him Cosmo because he was in one of Cosmo's most eligible bachelors of New York. It was the moment where I thought I was paralyzed. Went in the wrong hole <gasps> at full force. And all the ladies out there are saying, it's never on accident. I think it was an accident. It was like in the dark, obviously. But I, I my only intimate memory with him was me being like, I gotta go. Like, so I you can't didn't walk. Even? Oh no, we did, but it was like it it happened during, you know, you know. It was like it was the craziest thing. I've never been in so much pain in my life. Anyway. Really hope dad isn't listening to this. A hundred percent. I'll tell him that too. Um Hana P. But yo, we're well, we're gonna be talking about yeah. sex, love, and all the things Turn today. It <laughs> Turn it off, Papa. John, John Wyland. Um, we always dream about talking to John Wineland again and again mm-hmm. and having events with him. And we did a live event with John Wineland at Soho house in West Hollywood. Shout out to Soho house, West Hollywood and shout out to Milana snow for organizing our summer series um, with Soho house. But John is a gem. I could, I could hang out with John all day. Yeah. He's the best. He's like cool, funny, like he's so like open honest very, very present and very grounded. present that breath you know yeah so he talked um at the beginning about uh masculinity 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 <laughs> masculinity today <laughs> um wow and then we did a q a so you guys are going to hear some questions from the group and these may be questions that you can relate to. Mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of people in the room that were really relating to what other people were hearing. So yeah. we think a lot of these related to intimacy and dating are going to really hit home for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really, and people were so open, yeah. which is always like, I mean, that's the goal because like you said, people are going to relate and feel kind of permission to talk about these things as well to start the healing the process of moving forward but we love you guys i we, i can't wait for you to listen to this episode i know the oh, group yeah. is gonna pop off you guys are gonna pop off cannot wait and then we just need to update for our events oh yeah let's so give them the deets a, a lot going on um events wise coming up so september 15th in la at knockout we have an event from 12 to 2 with ashley wood um we're going to be doing your Kashik Records, which are your past lives. So we're going to be going into that. It's about intuition, the divine feminine. So it's going to be a really spiritual, ooey gooey event for around 70 of you. So tickets we just launched for that event, they're available now. And then we do have our Portland event on September 20th. Look forward to hanging out there. Mm-hmm. We have our Dallas event with Susie Batiz of Poopery on the 25th. And then on the 27th, we have our Austin event which is about to sell out. So that one's going to be awesome. And then we have our San Diego event, August 13th. And then we added another event to October 24th, 
with the girls of your hormone balance. So the girls, I mean, Candace Birch. And then I also mean Jessica Sukan. Sukan. Sorry, I like cannot talk today. No, we always mess up her last name. It's like a running joke. Yeah. And I've been we love her forever. so much. <laughs> um, so it's about hormone health. It's going to be so fun. It's at Sage. So if you're looking to understand your hormones better, birth control, should you be on it? Should you not? And then how your diet and nutrition affects you hormonally, this is the event for you. And again, that's on October 24th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All these like will sell out. So like, I don't mean to say that in like a weird way. It's more just like, we always have like last minute girls being like, oh my God, like I didn't think it was going to sell out. So even if, you know, I would just reserve a ticket if you're pulled to the event, if you feel, you know, like you should do so. So, um, we love you guys. You can go to almost30podcast.com slash tour to secure those tickets. Um, and then just almost30podcast.com to learn more about what we do. We love you guys. Join our secret Facebook group, leave a review. If, uh, you are pulled to do so on iTunes, rate and review, subscribe, share episodes with your friends. Um, and we just love you. We love you. Can't wait to talk about this event with you. See you later. Bye. Hi, everyone. I think I got to say hi to pretty much everybody in there. If I didn't get to, thank you for being here. My name is Milana Snow. I'm the founder of Wellness Official. We partnered with Soho House this summer, bringing you guys wellness content in the holistic health and consciousness space. Um, Wellness Official is actually launching at the end of this summer, and we are a multi-vendor marketplace bringing users everything from Reiki appointments to acupuncture sessions and events and retreats. So you'll be able to book with your local practitioners and be able to buy products from shamans in the Amazon. So look out for that. It'll be very cool. A part of that over the past few years, I have had the exceptional experience of meeting amazing people like Krista and Lindsay um, in the wellness space. And Um, When thinking about who to bring into Soho House, they came up first. If you guys aren't familiar with them, they have an amazing podcast called the Almost 30 Podcast, which I I just heard is top five in health on iTunes. Pretty amazing. I feel like that's quite a feat, right? Yes. And I have to say on a personal note, I was actually on the show a few months ago and it actually like changed everything for me. I had so many amazing connections, so many amazing opportunities that came from being on that show. And I think what it was, was the opportunity to have really authentic conversation that other people got to hear. And I think that's a virtue that they really possess, having authentic conversations with everyone that they meet. And I think you guys will get that tonight. And that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to bring them into our three-part series at Soho House this summer. Um, This is our second of three. And I think it's because more than anything, you know, they really understand the full breadth of what it's like to transition. The name of the podcast is the Almost 30 Podcast, but you don't have to be almost 30 to really resonate with what they're talking about because it's really about all the transitions that we go through. And I think what you'll find about them tonight is that they really speak to it like 100% real. They don't leave anything out. So I hope you guys get a lot from that. And then when I asked them to bring in some of their favorite guests, they automatically mentioned John Wineland, who I've heard of a lot over the past year or so um, in the men's space and about the masculine, the feminine and relationships. And so I know this will be a really big treat for you guys. And I hope you guys will ask lots of questions because we will be opening up a Q&A. This is your opportunity to pick the brain of a man who I have a feeling costs a lot of money. <laughs>
So you better use it, you know, ask your questions. And actually, we were just talking before this, you know, we really encourage you guys to really go there. So if you have some really intimate questions, this is a totally safe space. I will tell you that we are recording it though. So just don't say your name. We are recording this for um, the Almost 30 podcast, but we do ask that you really dig in with some good questions because this is a really great opportunity to speak to three amazing people who have some really deep insight. Sound good? Nice. Okay. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce Lindsay and Krista of the Almost 30 podcast. Thanks, honey. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. Oh, I know. Should we st- sit or sit? St- okay. <laughs> I'm wearing a comfortable enough outfit this time okay. <laughs> um, for us to sit. But so happy you're here. We are so grateful to be in front of you. We are so grateful for Milana for hooking us up with Soho House, um, for John, who we, we will introduce shortly. Um, but as Milana was saying, we're the Almost 30 podcast. And we started um, because Lindsay and I were going through the transition from our 20s to our 30s. Um, so the time when you're figuring out your career, who to marry maybe, where you want to live, your body, really who you are comes into you really come into who you are between your 20s and your 30s. So we wanted to talk about that in a really real, authentic way. Um, And a lot of the topics that come through the podcast are things related to relationships, sexuality, energy, duality of energies. Um, There's a lot of different things that we covered in the John podcast that we talk about on the podcast. So I'm excited to bring those conversations to light with you tonight. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk a little bit. We'll introduce John. John's going to uh, speak for a little bit on a topic that he's been called or felt like he wanted to share with you tonight. And then we'll open up for a Q&A. And as Milana said, and as we've experienced in our events and on our podcast, the vulnerability creates this sense of uh, connection that really could be the beginning of healing the beginning of something great could be the start of a relationship. So um, we just encourage you to feel like this is a safe space. But since John's been on the podcast, um, it got Krista and I thinking about a lot of things. So I'm the single one on the podcast and Krista's been in a long-term relationship. Um, And I'm sure a lot of the women in the room can relate and a lot of the men can, um, I'm sure, uh, have bared witness to women being in their power and being like bosses in whatever they're doing. And carrying that energy into intimate relationships. So that's what I was experiencing. Um, I was kind of coming in hot and um, not allowing... You wouldn't believe that me and Lindsay come in hot for any conversations, (laughs) but we freak people out. (laughs) Yeah. I think I wasn't allowing um, the people that I was getting to know, whether you know, it was casual dating or, um, if I was in a longer term relationship, letting them lead in moments that were appropriate to let them lead and therefore connections were lost and, um, communication was kind of fucked up to be honest. So John is so good at one holding space for a really honest conversation. And I, I got really real with myself. Um, in the conversation and post-conversation about why I felt the need to be so in my masculine energy most of the time. So if you guys relate, ask those questions. (laughs) I'm just laughing because really quick side story. Me and Lindsay saw a medium the other day and um, his name's Tim Braun. He's in Newport. He's amazing. One of the things he said, he was like, "Um, 
Lindsay, I feel like you're really enjoying, you know, this lifetime. This is your first lifetime as a female. Um, basically said that she was like a dude in a hundred other lifetimes. And then we were like, oh, what's our relationship? And basically like insinuated that we'd probably had sex in other lifetimes. But, um, so I laugh whenever Lindsay talks about uh, being in the masculine because I've also seen that too. But with um, John, some of the insights that I gathered from the conversation. So I have a boyfriend who I live with. We've been together for five years was in addition to letting him lead. So I'm very headstrong. I kind of have it my way or no way, which is not the way to be. Um, so allowing Justin, my boyfriend, like Lindsay said, to lead, um, allowing him to take on certain situations and certain things so that he feels more involved. And that's how he's masculinized by having the opportunity to make his own decisions. Another thing was about, and John will say it more eloquently, um, not breaking his circuits. So um, when Justin and I started dating, we were long distance. And this actually allowed us the perfect opportunity for me not to like go in too hard, too fast and freak him out with like overwhelmingly just being in his face or I don't know, not just too much, I guess. So this was like to our benefit. So I always think about that with our relationship is kind of doing the dance a little bit more, you know, letting him be him and letting me be me and making sure that we are both staying in the masculine and feminine in a very balanced way. Um, so that was one of the parts that really impacted me. Yeah. And I, I guess last point for me that he really hit home. I had a question about how, like, when do you this one. have sex? You know, cause in my mind, I kind of want to know if we're compatible in that way. A-S-A-P. And he, yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, let's just do it. Like, let's like, see what's going on. And, um, I believe what John said was, don't let him in until he feels you. I was like, okay. He's like, that could happen night one, you know, or it might be a few weeks or a few months, whenever it is. But it got me thinking about what my habit was in that, in that way. And, and I, I understand what he means. And it's, it's something that I can't quite describe, but I'm sure you felt it where you do feel and hopefully you can expand upon it tonight, John, but where you do feel safe, where you feel seen, where, you know, that other person is holding space for you to be yourself, to express yourself. There's breath in between you. I think often like in the beginning of a relationship, there's like not a lot of breath. It's like, let's do this and let's do this and I want to have sex with you and then we'll go here and then we'll probably go on vacation. And there's just not a lot of like space to see the other person, to experience them how they are in this moment right now and to be inquisitive in a very present way. So I've since slowed down, mm -hmm. <laughs> which has been really nice. And, proof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and just to that point, so you being, and I think the important point there is being seen. So for women there's no better feeling than for someone to actually see you for everything that you are, for every layer, for every imperfection, for every perfection, um, to really be seen by the opposite sex and be loved and be held in that space is one of the most powerful feelings. Um, and for men, um, the same is true for them to be trusted. So for them to be trusted with your heart, for them to be trusted with your body, for them to be trusted with basically your life, 
is one of the most empowering feelings for men. So um, that was another thing that we really came across. And that was really speaking to that point there. But okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to have John come and talk for a little bit. And then we're going to do Q&A. So Lindsay and I will kind of walk around, get some questions, single, dating, whatever. Um, We want to really make it conversational and feel free to share as much or as little as you want. But we're really excited to kind of have a conversation with you about this tonight. All right, guys. Welcome, John Wideland. John A. I get the back mic. All right. I'm. I'm. I'm just going to say this right at the beginning. I'm really mic challenged, so this will happen a lot. I always wear a lav when I teach, so I will forget. But um, thank you very much, Krista. Thank you, Lindsay. And uh, I'm glad that our talk was helpful. Right. And so that's my intention tonight: is just be helpful for you guys. Um, this is a, this, this topic, sex, sexuality, relationship, it's a, it, it, it tends to be one of the major suffering points of our lives. Yeah. Would you guys agree? Like probably the greatest fucking suffering that we experience on the planet is around relationship. What I wanted to think, what I, what I was thinking about earlier was, you know, what would just be helpful to give you as a micro teaching? Cause I don't have, I don't have much time up here and then we can dive in. So please ask questions because that's where the conversation happens. But what I would like to talk about is what makes, um, artful sex, right? As opposed to sex just being, so if I, if I asked you the question, why do you have sex? And you just thought about it. You don't have to, you don't have to blurt it out, but or go ahead. Yeah. Just blurt it out. Like, why do you have sex? Feels good. Relieve stress to get pregnant. What's that? Makes you feel desired. What's that? To connect. Great. Make someone feel good. Why else? Yeah. Okay. Men are silent. <laughs> They're like, I'm taking the fifth on this one, bro. Yeah. Most guys, most guys end up having sex, you know, for similar reasons, for similar reasons. Here's the, here's the dirty little secret about sex is that the more that our sex is about getting something, right. As opposed to either getting pleasure or getting a connection or getting off, whatever that is, the, the more shallow it is. And so when you start getting into this idea of tantric sex, you, and, and I'm not really a tantric per se, at least not in the way that you see it, see it in California. I don't teach tantric sex. I, t- I teach sexual practice from usually China, India, those kinds of things. But there's a, there's a whole realm of sexuality that is energetic and some would even say spiritual in nature. And the deeper we go into that as practitioners, the deeper the sex we can have right? Because there's three ways that we can have sex. We can have sex with our physical bodies, right? We can touch each other. We're all aware of the hot spots on the physical body. Yeah. But we can also have sex with our emotional bodies. They were talking about it earlier, like being fully seen. So as a masculine partner, I can focus on your physical body, right? But if I'm doing that and I'm feeling the depth of your heart, Right? And I'm feeling sort of the textures of your heart and I'm feeling the places where you've been hurt and I'm feeling how your body responds to intimacy, right? Then there's a deeper level of sex. And then the third level of sex is an energetic piece. And the energetic piece means that our bodies are 
we can actually do practice to sync the bodies up. We can train ourselves to actually feel what's happening in another to the point where you don't, it's not like you're having sex from just the body, but you're having sex from the heart and you're having sex from, I guess, for lack of a better term, the soul, right? Where you can actually have that experience. And it's one of those things where you could talk about it. Like I could talk about yoga, right? We could, I could give you the greatest talk about yoga, but unless you get on the mat and you really experience it, you'll have no idea what I'm talking about. So sex, great sex happens when all three of those things are, are firing, right? Where there's an emotional connection, there's a physical connection, and there's an experience of being tuned into each other's energy on such a deep level that you kind of know how to move his hand or touch his back before he even knows that he wants you to do that, right? And when we can hit those kinds of sexual connections, that's when incredible, life-changing, dramatic, I just seen God, you know, God told me X, Y, and Z during our sex, right? That's when that kind of sex happens. Does that make sense to everybody? Yeah. So the three, la- three layers of sex. Now, most of us spend all of our time training our bodies to just deal with the, the first level, we want to look hot. We want to be strong. We want to be in shape because I hear that really good sex, you know, takes some stamina, right? So I need cardio. I need to look good, right? And we spend all of our time training ourselves to just work on the, the least deep kind of sex. And we miss this whole idea of, of what it would take because it's a different practice to actually feel somebody's heart. It takes a certain thing. There's actually a yoga, and this is part of what I've been taught. You know, my teacher taught me this. My teacher is a guy named David Data, whose books are, you know, incredibly powerful if you ever get a chance to read them. There's actually a practice of feeling somebody deeper. And if you are a masculine partner uh, and your sexual essence is masculine, now this could be a man or a woman, doesn't matter. Gender is not as important here. But if you are masculine, what you tend to want is to feel the surrender and the energetic wash of uh, penetrating somebody's heart very deeply. For the guys in the room, does that feel like kind of what you want? Surrender. You want to feel surrender. You want to feel the energy of surrender. You want to feel the energy that comes from a feminine partner if you are masculine. If you are a feminine partner, and since there's more women in the room, you guys can let me know if this hits you. You want to be led now penetration is a is a pretty loaded word but you want to be opened and seen and known from a presence that you trust deeply ravished you want your feelings cherished and your heart ravished fair to say okay okay those are different those are different so part of having great sex is knowing knowing what your essence is and then finding ways to actually play the game from the deepest part of your essence. So if you're a masculine partner, then what you're going to want to be able to do is not just you're going to have to learn how to energetically and emotionally, and again, I have to use this word penetrate, right? With absolute consent, obvious, yeah? A woman's heart, not just her genitals, right? You're going to want to be able to breathe with her so that her nervous system sinks up to your sinks up to your nervous system and she literally feels held by your breath 
you're going to want to be able to gaze into her eyes and see deeper than the surface of her body. So you can actually experience feeling her radiance. Right? That's a deeper sex, yeah? yeah? Everybody with me so far? I'm in the right room? Okay, just, yeah, okay. All right. Now, there's a yoga and there's a practice for strengthening our capacity to do that. If you're a feminine partner and you want to be seen and known and ravished, then the yoga that you're going to have to do is to allow your heart to be your heart and body to be ravished. So if you are coming in hot, as they say, and you're leading the charge, chances are, if you're with a masculine partner, he won't have a space to actually feel inside of you, to feel your heart, right? And so the yoga, if you are a sexual partner in a moment, in a feminine sexual partner in a moment, the yoga is how to open, how to soften, how to become what my teacher said, that which must be touched. Right? And there's an actual practice to do that. So there's a practice to strengthen your conscious and your capacity to feel into somebody. That is a masculine yoga. There's a practice to actually relaxing your heart open and allowing your body to soften so that you are an, uh, your whole body is an invitation from love. There's actually a yoga to that, right? And those kinds of things are the things that we rarely spend time practicing. We just think, hey, if we have a lot of sex, we'll get good at it, right? Or if I find the right person, if, it's, if I'm with the right man or if I'm with the right woman, then I'll get good at it or I'll have the kind of sex that, um, that I've always dreamt was possible. So here's, here's the playing field. We're at a place in history where we don't need each other anymore. We don't, right? Women don't need us to have babies, to make money, to keep them safe. I mean, maybe to keep them safe in some parts of the world, in some places, yeah. Certainly not in, you know, where we are walking out on sunset, I think. And, and so the value that a masculine partner brings to a feminine partner is the value to take her someplace in her heart and body that she can't take herself. Does this feel true to you, ladies? Yeah, yeah. Because men don't know this. They don't know this. They still think like, if I provide and I'm a pretty cool dude and I'm a good dad and I support her career, good to go. That's all I need to do. No, games change, guys. To, if you want to be extraordinary in the, in the game of love, in the art of love, then the practice is to take her someplace she can't take herself. Now, if you're a masculine partner or if you, if you want a masculine partner, it can switch, right? This is not, we're not all one or all the other, but we tend to have an essence. And in, in more and more in relationship now, there's a fluidity going back and forth, right? There's more men that have a stronger feminine than 40 years ago. There's more women that have a stronger masculine. And we can certainly go back and forth. But at the core, most of us have one or the other. Some are fluid. Some are like right in the center. Does this feel true? Anybody feel like, I don't know if I have a masculine or a feminine essence. I'm unclear. Okay, good. We'll talk about that. That's a good, that we'll bring out as a question. But because you can cultivate all of them and then in a great sexual moment, relax a masculine and animate a feminine, right? And, or relax a feminine and animate a masculine. And then you have the energetic pole of a masculine and a feminine energy. I mean, this is no different than Shiva or Shakti, yin and yang. I mean, these are old terms. We're just using, you know, they're kind of gender loaded terms still, but they're the best we've got. 
And what we want to do in a beautiful sexual moment is to get to that place where we have the spark of sexual energy. And that requires one of us has got to relax the masculine and animate the feminine. One of us has to do the opposite. Yeah. If you want to be with a masculine partner, what he is craving is your energy. He's craving your energy. So the, he wants to feel the nature of life through your body. If you're a fem, if you're his feminine partner, it's like the breath went out of the room completely. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? So he wants to feel, he wants to feel the range of energy that's, that can come through your body. So he doesn't want to feel how things went at, at least in a sexual moment, how things, you know, feel through your body about work today. And uh, that's not the energy that's going to, that's going to do it. However, he is going to want to feel the most vulnerable place in your heart that, that, you know, is yearning to be loved. He is going to want to feel that he's going to want to feel the part of you that is the ocean. He's going to want to feel the part of you that is the sky. He's going to want to feel the part of you, the range of energy through you. If you are a feminine partner, then the feminine is nature. And all of that exists through your bodies. Do you guys have a sense of that? women in this room, like you can feel like, yeah, I can feel the ocean in my hips or I can feel the, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. And, and so the yoga to animate that is different than CrossFit, (laughs) right? It's, it's not, it's, it's not running five miles. You're not going to animate the ocean moving through your hips. Not that there's anything wrong with CrossFit, but it's a different yoga. And so the, the practices that we need to take on in order to become artful lovers are practices that, that actually train our bodies and our nervous system to hold space, to be able to run, if you're a masculine partner, to be able to take your energy and circulate it through both of you. That takes nervous system training. That takes breath. That takes a strong spine. And, and it takes a feminine partner to be able to crack open her heart and soften her body and let him see all of you. That's not something you guys just do normally. No, it takes, it takes fucking guts to do that. I mean, this is, this is what women are up against. Like I want to attract the most, most women, not uh, most women I work with. It's getting less and less like this 25 and under, but most women I work with, they want to attract a masculine partner, partner, a guy who has integrity, who has the capacity to take them someplace. Yet to do that, you've got to reveal the deepest place in you that is that he can't resist. So the secret sauce is, and we'll end with this, and I'll, I'll, I'll take some questions and we can start a conversation about this. The secret sauce is if you're feminine, the thing that, that a masculine partner cannot resist is pleasure in your body, and yearning in your heart. Pleasure in your body, yearning in your heart. Pretty much men will start wars for this. They'll build the Taj Mahal. They'll almost get impeached. They'll do crazy shit. <laughs> if, if you have pleasure running through your body and a yearning, like a deep yearning in your heart to be seen and known, those two things are pretty much, right? And they're, this, they're never ending. How many people do yoga? Most of, most of you guys see yoga. So you know when you get into an asana, it's never ending. Like your ass can get higher for down dog, right? It, it can, you can stretch even more. You can wrap your shoulders more. You can, there's, it's a never ending pose. These are never ending asanas as well. 
there's always more pleasure that you could circuit through your body. And that's a, that's a special practice, like circuiting pleasure through your body and not just your clit, but your entire body is a yogic practice that most women do not practice. being able to take that sexual energy and circuit it through your body and then her body and even wash the room with it if you want to get there, right? We can go there, right? Spread it out into the room, spread it out into the world, right? That's the masculine practice. So for the masculine, the secret sauce is unwavering presence, fierce love, and a bit of... I don't give a fuck, right? So it's got all three of those things have to be happening simultaneously. It's sort of like, I'm fiercely, I'm here with you completely. I fucking love you so much. I'm going to rip your heart out. I love you so much. And I don't really care if you love me back. Right? And that kind of capacity will do, will, you know, make magic sexually. Now, it doesn't mean that you, of course, you might care that she loves you back, but there's a bit of, it's kind of like a, the, the best example I heard about a masculine, perfect masculine sexual partner is like a combination of James Bond and Jesus. Like heart wide open, right? You know, but I'll jump off a building and I can kill anybody that comes near us. Okay. So I laid out a lot there and I just wanted to give you guys some things to digest. It's cool if you don't agree with me, not everybody does. And I would love to hear any questions on something that I said. I know you guys had questions like, I don't know, am I masculine? Am I feminine? And then we'll take it from here. So I'll, I'll welcome them back up to the stage and we Thank can you. have a conversation. When I, when I have sex for the first time, I'll, I'll ask you a lot of questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you. That was amazing. <laughs> take a um, lot. I've had sex before, guys. Can I ask a question really quick? I don't know before I want to open up to you guys too. I actually, I feel like I'm both masculine and feminine. I can't. You are. You are. So is that possible? Yeah. To be equally? Or do you move it? It's probably not equally. So uh, masculine or feminine? Feminine. Frills, right? Yeah. It's pink. Yeah. And, and, And it's not just because you're dressed a certain way or you're looking a certain way, but there's a. It's my boob. Yeah. There's um, uh, the desire to be seen for the feminine. If if the desire to be seen is your deepest to be seen and known is your deepest desire, that's your essence, mm-hmm. right? If your desire f- is for freedom, your masculine essence. Yeah, you got men. Am I right? Like if you have some kind of freedom—financial freedom, sexual freedom, freedom to you know take Hollywood by storm, freedom, whatever the freedom is—the mm-hmm. masculine is seeking freedom. The feminine is seeking connection, mm. right? And which would you say that you are? Both, I guess. But free, what do you? Well, if you were gonna, if you're gonna pick both. one, well, you don't have to pick one. You could be equally you, both. Yeah, I think you stand a lot in that masculine, wanting so much yeah. just career-wise. But I guess I'm bad. Yeah, you're both. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's happening more and more. Yeah. For people under 30 where there's a special, I mean, my, my daughter's 21 mm-hmm. and her generation all coming through high school, they're so fluid and it doesn't really, it doesn't matter so much. All it matters is that you know what you, where your happiness lies. Mm. So for example, if you had to choose, you know, a great career over being loved and seen and known like, and you know, as the as the love light that you are, 
which would you choose in the moment? Mm. Would you go to work? Yeah. The man would choose career. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And the fact you're thinking about it, you know? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. If you had to choose one in the moment, which would you gravitate towards? I don't know. I love money. Okay. Great. I I love making my own money. Yeah. But I do love to be, I feel like because I've been, okay, I don't want to get into me, but yeah. Yeah. But, but see, you're, you're actually a good example of, yeah. a, of a modern woman. However, if you were, let's say you were making money. Mm-hmm. Here's another way to look at it. Let's say you were, you were doing something, you were making money and your best friend called you with a massive problem. Mm-hmm. Would you, what would you do? Of course. You drop mm-hmm. what you were doing to go yeah. help them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Feminine. Okay. Yeah. So a, a man deeply in his masculine writing his script or his book yeah, fuck it. I'll call him back. That's true. That's true. Back. That's true. That's yep. true. They, they can wait. That's true. Two more hours. You guys. Am I, They're shitty friends. Am I, am I right, guys? Let me just hear if does that feel right to you? Yeah. If you're they in your masculine, you're not going to want to be bothered. I love that. So I totally agree with her because I feel like I'm the same in both. But one thing that I've noticed is I can do that melting, what you were saying. And mm-hmm. I think she does that really well as well. But what do you do if you're in a situation where I guess the partners that you continue to attract are very masculine. They're very excited. So they're like, yay for that. But then they're like, so I love that you're independent. However, I feel like you're too independent. Yeah. So I also want to clip your wings now. So do you think you could give up the whole independence to kind of like be yeah. there more for me? And that's where yeah. I've been like, wait, I'm so confused. Like you knew who I was going into this. And now six months in, you're like, that's great. But maybe that's too independent. Yeah. So what that balance looks like, because it is exactly what you said, where they're like, I feel like you're really masculine and you're really feminine. Right. And I want you to like no longer be masculine and just let me take care of you. Let me be that person. Yeah. Most men want that. I mean, if they're masculine, yeah, they're so not going to want you to spend more time working than, you know, than being in devotion to them. So how do we balance that? Because I feel like the modern day woman is exactly what you're yeah. saying is that you're both. And I don't necessarily feel like we have to settle. No, but you have to be really artful. So if there's a part of you that can be, you know, my, my partner has a, you know, huge company and runs a huge yoga company has 40 employees and has to kick ass all day long. And, yeah. and when she gets home, she knows how to drop that. Yeah. Right. And it's most of the time, I mean, because I have a feminine too. And sometimes I'm like, baby, I just need you to tell me what to do. Like, I just I like, just tell me what to do. And, and however, if you want sexual polarity, right? If you want sexual polarity, then in a moment, one of you has to animate a feminine and drop a masculine. Now, if that's not enough for him, then probably the wrong dude. I mean, if you want to work, if you want, so here's, here's the, here's the thing that I think a lot of women lie about. Okay. It's easier for them to cultivate their own self-sufficiency. And usually there's a fear of not being self-sufficient behind it. I'm not saying that's with you, but I see this a lot. I have a lot of women come to me in their mid thirties, successful. And very self-sufficient, realizing that they bought the they bought self-sufficiency over love. Oh, okay. Right? They bought this idea, they convinced themselves that they preferred self-sufficiency to love. If you are a feminine part, if you are a feminine essence, you'll you'll go and it'll work for a few years 
And then something will hit. Usually it happens between 35 and 45. And all of a sudden your essence starts to scream at you. I've got enough money. I'm successful enough. Uh, why am I still fucking miserable? And that's when I'll see this kind of pop up. And I'm not saying that you have to be one or the other, but I see a lot of women who use self-sufficiency as a shield for true vulnerability. If you found a man who really claimed your heart and really like held you deeply, right? And you were a feminine partner, which you might not be, you might be very balanced. That would be what would lead your, what you'd want to prioritize that. Yeah. So you might not be. However, I'm always suspect when they say like, no, I'm really balanced because I've actually found they're not. They're just scared to really admit how fucking feminine they are. I mean, I definitely think I'm more masculine than anything, and I've come to own that. I, I don't see you as a masculine but, No, no, yeah. no. But it's interesting because at work, I feel like I'm very masculine, but I've, right. I've had to make a conscious decision to be like, in a relationship, I don't want to be masculine. Like, let me be feminine. But then that's right. what ends up coming. Like, you're so in charge. Like, get, like, I'm, I don't know. I guess my worst nightmare. He's like, come move with me to Malibu and basically be a trophy wife and give up your career. I was like, never. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so offended. Why would you even say that? So I think it's just, I guess, struggling then with myself. So yeah, and, and you're probably choosing men who aren't actually claiming your heart fully. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Right? So if he's doing a mediocre job of actually claiming your heart, yeah. there's not a, and you have a strong feminine, even if you have a strong masculine too, it, 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 you will be moved. You know, I'll figure out, I'll, I'll move into Malibu and I'll figure out my business stuff with that. Like you can have it all. You certainly can have it all. I'm not trying to say you have to do one or the other, but you have to be honest about what your heart really yearns for. Yeah. Men too. If men, and a lot of guys I know, settle for the comfort of relationship versus the truth of, of living a freedom or a truth that they really feel is important. They will have this yearning to travel, sail. A, a good example is, a, you know, I want to sail. I want to sail a, a, a boat around South Pacific, but I can't leave my relationship for six months. She'll fucking kill me. And they'll settle. They'll literally settle. They'll, they'll, they'll settle for that. And the relationship dies a little bit. So it happens. You just have to be honest about what your core essence is, and then you can work with it. And I'll just say this. We all have a masculine and feminine. We all need to cultivate both. Men need to be able to hold a deep emotion without collapsing and really access it, right? And women need to learn how to hold space for a man's emotion rather than consider it the enemy. If he's so emotionally can't hold me, then, then you know he's the enemy sometimes. That's what I hear sometimes. I have a question just about like external pressures, like parents and okay. siblings. And, and then we'll, and then I know you had your hand up. I'll, I'll come, yeah, I'll come to you. In a second. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, how do you balance like those voices in your head when like you have a really masculine partner versus a feminine and then you have other people telling. Let's get specific. Let's, let's so the, get to specific. Like, What's external pressure? Like an ex-boyfriend whose mom was just very overbearing, very in his ear, like, about me and like who I was and not just sexually, just in general, just really pinpointed certain things about me that were too masculine for him. Mm -hmm. So like, how do you balance those? Oh, so questions? are you asking me, so did a relationship work? No. Okay. 
but not just because of the mom. There was other yeah. reasons. Sexual so if like, a man, okay. So if a man leaves, is it okay if I'm just like shoot from the hip? You guys don't have to agree with me, but I'm going to tell you what I think I know. Okay. All right. So if a man leaves, it's because he's not getting the kind of energy that he desires from you. No, almost, almost no other reason. There is some nutrient of energy, devotion, sexual freedom, play, range. There's, there's, a, there's energy that, that the, the most valuable commodity you have as a feminine partner to a masculine partner is your range of energy. Now, the source of that is your heart. The source of that is your heart. Not the only source. We, gotta, we have a couple sources. Women have a couple sources. Um, men too. If somebody leaves... It's because there's an energy that he didn't get from you. Do you have a sense of what that might be? Yeah. 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 And, you know, it goes to the original question, which is why would anybody want to be in relationship with you? Any of us at this point in history? I mean, fuck, virtual reality is going to make it pretty like, you know, men are going to be like, I don't need a girlfriend. Jesus, you know, I don't have to deal with this. I can deal with virtual reality. So it's, we're, we're literally getting to a place in history. You can see this in Japan. They've stopped having sex. This is that they've pretty much, there's a certain age group that is having virtually no sex. So there's, there's less people having babies, right? Now, you know, in the U.S., you know, we still fuck. Right. I mean, we have Tinder. We still, you know what I mean? We still, whatever it is, but in fact, we're having plenty of sex, but it, it tends to be from a place of numbing versus a place of real deep, either spiritual practice or deep connection or, or those kinds of things. And which is fine if you're not interested in deep spiritual practice or deep sexual or deep connection, but that's where the hottest sex comes from. Mm. Right. And you don't have to be in a relationship. You, that can happen on a one night stand. But it has to be a good, you know, it has to be a conscious one night stand, right? Yeah. Um, He had his hand up and then I'll come to you. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So I'm subscribing to everything you're saying and uh, personally navigate, uh, have learned to navigate both. That's what I want in a partner. Um, I guess my observation is for women that get punitized for that masculine energy. Mm. And as a uh, individual that lives with a really masculine, strong, independent woman who makes usually more than most of the men she dates, mm. uh, that number one excuse she gets for being broken up is you, you, you got your shit too much put together and yeah. intimidating. Yeah. So as an ally for my straight girlfriends yeah. to talk to dumb straight males, what's the best way? <laughs> Fucking dumb. We are dumb. So dumb. Yeah. So dumb. But what's the best way to like help have that conversation without offending their ego? Because I, I feel like once you've offended the ego, you can't really lean into yeah. that conversation. And just an observation, there's no question to follow after this response, but I, putting on my uh, gay lens, yeah. so I feel like for straight males and then for gay males, giving permission just to lean into that femininity is really challenging for a lot of both straight and gay males. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that, by the way, both of those points. So if you are a strong, independent woman, like your friend, right? And you, and you are very um, successful in the world, there's a certain shape your body takes for that success. If you're behind a computer all day, if you're in a courtroom or if you're a surgeon or if you're, you know, kind of, you know, even if you're, you know, you're sort of handling, you're holding a company, right? Your body literally takes the shape 
of that entire, of that enterprise. Does that feel true to you guys, to the women here? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? How your body will take the shape of it? Mm-hmm. There's literally an energy that your body has to run in terms to hold a company. Nothing wrong. A man's body has to hold it too. That is the, that is a different energetic than um, an invite. That energetic is not an invitation for sex. It's not an invitation for sex. It's not an invitation even for deep relationship. And so the practice that the modern, and this is fucked because it's, it's, it's kind of putting you guys in a, in a position where you're making more money. Soon you're going to be running the planet. Thank God. Right. In the next 50 years, if we make it, women should be making more money, should be running the planet. Like it, this needs to happen. The feminine rising needs to happen. And yet the byproduct, the, the, the dirty little secret byproduct of post-feminism is that you haven't learned how to relax that success and become an invitation to consciousness, to leadership, to integrity, to feeling, to, to what you want, right? And so women are in this place where they're having a lot of issues like the ones you're talking about where she's probably a completely lovely person but her muscle, the muscle that she's developed is the muscle of holding a massive amount of money, energy, products, projects, whatever it is that she's holding. And to, to literally take her body from the shape of like the shape of holding something, holding an energy has a strong spine, right? Has, a, has an awareness. Your awareness is on a lot of different things. There's a certain shallowness of breath. I mean, you could just watch anybody who's really holding space. There's a tension in your body that is not love. That is not love if you're a feminine partner. And so to, to come home and to release that body that you had to kind of fit into for most of the day, I mean, CPAs, surgeons, lawyers tend to have a lot of this. And then be, and then reconnect to the flow of love that is at the core of who you are, if you are a feminine essence, and then let your body actually express it. That's a, that's a different yoga, right? And so what I'm telling women like your friend is that they're, they're just, it just, most of them have spent a lot of time cultivating self, you know, a a success and that's great. And there is a whole new, skill set needed to shed that and be pleasure in her body yearning in her heart. Yeah. So I would say, you know, blame it on me, right? Or say, I heard this guy talk about the thing that a masculine man can't resist is pleasure in your body and yearning in your heart. And uh, she can pick up a book by David Data, who, is, who's, who talks a lot about this stuff. He's really good. D-E-I-D-A. Oh, to the male. Without hurting their ego. See, I don't want to make them wrong for wanting her heart either. Right? So he, if they want to feel the part of her that is not the corporate CEO... I don't want to make them wrong for that either because they're feeling the essence of, they're feeling something very deep in her and she's not revealing it to them. So what you could say is don't fucking give up on don't. It's a crunchy. It's like a Tootsie pop, right? 
it's crunchy on the outside, but there's this, there, you don't know what her core is like. You don't know how chewy and vulnerable and juicy she is on the inside. That actually would, that actually would entice a lot of masculine men to, to, to go, go for it because he knows that there's a chewy center. That, how's that feel? Yeah. Because, and you know, cause she's your friend, right? Like don't give up on her. She's so like, once you get past that little crunchy thing, there's just like a heart of gold and it's chewy and delicious. And he'll be like, okay, yeah. Like, like dudes like a challenge. Men have spent the last 30 years learning how to get in touch with their hearts, probably much more than ever in history. And yet their bodies have not learned how to hold the pain. And so it's almost like, in a, I mean, I don't have women have the experience of a man who can't hold his emotion or who loses his shit. Yeah. Women, do you have that experience? Yeah. yeah. And immediately when that's happening, what you're seeing is that his nervous system cannot hold the, the pain in his heart or the confusion in his heart. It's not that there's anything wrong with it. He's having the same experiences that you might have sometimes, but he hasn't trained his body to be able to hold it. And for you to trust him, he's got to be able to hold his own feminine before he can hold yours. So you need to see in his nervous system, a straight spine, a deep breath, a softness in his eyes, a relaxation in his body, even if he's crying, even if he's like upset. So a lot of straight men are having that issue too. I lead a lot of men's groups. I teach like uh, nine month programs about this and it becomes a huge practice, like literally training a man to be with his broken heart, whatever it is, right? We all have some part of a broken heart, yeah? Right? Being with his broken heart without collapsing his body and his nervous system is, a, is also, I guess I would call it a yogic training. Like to stay open. Fuck, my teacher used to put me in front of a room almost this size, tears streaming down, can't close my eyes. Like look at them all, like let them feel your heart, breathe, breathe, you know, snot coming down my face, just like let them feel your heart. And I literally had to train my nervous system to reveal that without collapse. And that, that's something that a lot of men don't take the time to do. Nobody told us we should do that. Nobody told us that that would be a valuable relational tool or something that would make us more trustable in the world. But it would. Like almost everything I'm talking about, nobody told us that we should do. Hardly. I mean, now there's a little bit of it. But when I was growing up, and it seems like when you guys were growing up, there's no like, let him feel as much pleasure through your body. Let him feel your yearning heart. <laughs> like that's how you, that's how you, I don't see that in a Disney movie. Right. If you guys have anything to say about this, jump on in. No, I just thought that what I said, no, and then I'm saying something cool. Um, I just think it's interesting, the physicality of it. And I always kind of think about that with you is like how physical a lot of this is. And it's not even the communication and it's not even speaking, but it's really the energy that you bring. So even when you were talking, I was like relaxing and I was like relaxing my shoulders, relaxing into my body. And there's just so much of it that just really is breath and really is being present in your body as a female or, you know, in your masculine. That's so important. So I always just think about that when you're talking. Well, 90% of our communication is nonverbal. Mm -hmm. It's through the body. So I could say, I could say, I love you. Right. And that would probably make you want to vomit. <laughs> right. Or 
I could say standing in a certain way, you fucking bitch. And that would make you feel something different, right? It, it's really about what you, what you're, what's the intention behind the message. And it's all through the body, right? Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. That works? Okay. So I'm sort of um, like simultaneously inspired and discouraged because <laughs> by what you're saying, because I, for one thing I did, I figured out I am a feminine essence from what you mm-hmm. just said. So, and I think you're right that it's like my uh, masculine side is overdeveloped because of, you know, protecting myself in fear. And I think that I need to work on being stronger about being vulnerable. So thank you for that. My discouraging side, discouraged side is, you know, we've all pointed out there aren't very many men in this room. So how do we navigate? Like, why are, why are women the only ones interested in this right. deeper energetic right. love and sex thing? Like, and how do we, who are we going to go and, and do this with? I, I don't yeah. expect you to I had a dime for, for every time men. a woman asked me that right, question. I'm, I'm up for yeah. it, Obviously, ladies. You, All right. <laughs> you are here and you are one of the good ones or whatever, mm. but like, what, where are they? And why is this on us yeah. to okay. take up this? task. Yeah. So they are all around, but they are not driven by relationship. If they are masculine, the reason why they're not here is because they're generally, they have a very strong masculine. So what are they, what are they doing? We're working on their life's deepest purpose or practicing some kind of faux freedom or gay. gay. Yeah. 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 But so, so the masculine in all of us, the masculine in all of us, not just, not just men, the masculine in all of us seeks freedom, right? We want to be free. And the myth of the masculine is that I will be free when. I will be free when I make my money. I'll be free when I finish my book, when my film wins an Oscar, when this, you know, my, you know, I have the certain kind of sex or I have a certain kind of partner, I'll be free um, when I get to travel around the world. So the masculine is always find, trying to find some kind of thing that they, they deem freedom. Now, most, uh, most men will not actually seek what I consider to be the true freedom, which is freedom to rest as consciousness in this moment and feel the infinite. Like that's the only freedom that I can, I've searched. And that's the only freedom I've found. So they're settling for faux freedom, numbness, TV, drinking, oftentimes just kind of a, kind of a numb freedom, what they consider to be freedom, kind of intoxication. Or they're so focused on, on what they feel their purpose is because they think that that's going to get them freedom, right? When I sell my company, when I make this deal, when I, right? And so that's where the guys are, right? That's where they are. They're, they're doing, guaranteed most of them are doing this kind of thing. If we, if we could find them, I don't know, you guys are members here, you know, pull them. Why didn't you, why didn't you come? I was either out with the dudes or I was, uh, or I was working. That'll be your answer for the most part. Right. Or I was exhausted and I needed to be at home watching TV and zoning out. So the masculine, so don't be too discouraged. (laughs) Don't be too, because they're not, and they're never going to be as interested in love as you are. They are just not. Now, that's actually beautiful 
right? If we were the same, we'd never want to, we'd never want to, if there was only the same energy and this works, I mean, you know, you guys can chime in on this too, but I have, I have gay clients too and men and women. And what turns them on again is not just the sameness, but the difference, both things happening at the same time. So if, if at least in a hetero, in the hetero world, if you're too same, meaning you're masculine, he's masculine, you're feminine, he's feminine, you'll be like two magnets running. So you want him to be more interested in freedom and you be more interested in love because that's going to create an arc of energy. Now, I, I'll, stand by my, I'll stand by my first comment. There is not a man alive. If you're, walking through, if you're walking through Whole Foods, for example, and you've practiced for six months circuiting pleasure through your body, sacred dance, um, S factor. If you guys know, I work with Sheila Kelly a lot, right? So I, I, I work with her women a lot, you know, doing the S factor, dancing, moving pleasure through your body and feeling the part in your heart. That's absolutely yearning to be known and seen. Can you feel that in your own heart? And if you actually work with that and you're walking past a guy in whole foods and you're like, wow, that guy's kind of like, I like his vibe. And you just kind of let him see for a second, two seconds, like, like he, and you just flash him your heart and let him feel how much you can feel your own body. It's, it's pretty remarkable what will happen. So my answer to women is that they are out there and it's just that your tuning has not been your tuning, um, you're, you're not attuned to what you want. So, you, so what do you do? You change your own tuning. You change your receiver so that you will naturally evoke from the universe, from the world, the kind of consciousness that, the kind of integrity and consciousness that you would want and willingness that you would want in a man. Right? And the path, the reason why most women don't do that, that I see is because it's, it's, it, I'm making it sound easy. I'm just this, this straight white dude up here talking about, Hey, just show us your heart and run pleasure through your body. It's the hardest fucking thing you'll do. It's the, it's the hardest most, because for thousands of years, women have been, uh, brutalized, raped, um, ignored, cheated on fucked around on whatever it is, you name it. So you have not been rewarded for revealing your deepest heart. Your mothers weren't, your mother's mothers weren't nobody. Right. And so, and now you've actually are carrying this generations and generations of, of pain. There's a book called it didn't start with you, which is about epigenetics, which is fantastic. You should all read it. And now you've got to crank open that heart and be vulnerable and show him your deepest, show him, because you have a very vulnerable heart. You do. I mean, I'm just looking at you going like, you've got, you've got just the, kind of this beautiful heart. And if you show it, right, it's, a, it's, a, it's probably the most courageous thing that you'll ever have to do. And yet that's what you have to do to attract more of the kind of men that I think you say, that you say you want. This is like any skill. If I said, go be a concert pianist, right? You're not going to walk outside and play Rachmaninoff. Like this is actually, I've had to spend 10 years of working with my teacher and many, many other teachers 
to learn how to do a certain kind of thing in relationship and in sex. And most of us were not taught how to do that. So there, you know, this is why we run workshops and this is why I run nine month training programs. And this is why there's other people in this space that teach this kind of relational yoga and spiritual intimacy, because it takes time to unwind the habits that we've developed in our body minds. It takes months and years. How do you navigate a partner that takes more sexually than gives? Meaning, <laughs> like meaning he won't go down on me? No, <laughs> not necessarily. But I think more times than not, it's it's the reverse. Like he wants you to just give. Yeah, he just takes a lot. But then other times like he'll really give, but it's like not an equal balance. And And... Um, what I'm not, I'm just curious, what would you call taking? <laughs> I just, I don't know. Sexual Cause that's a, that's a pretty loaded word. Yeah, like if he's having I, sex I, with you and that's taking, he just comes a lot more. And then when he comes, it's done, you know, God, like, okay. that's it. Great. Thank you. So yeah. So most men have sex for seven minutes. Yeah. That's it. Yay. Right. I'm going to go do all this work and make my body really juicy and be like the expression of the love of the universe and reveal my deepest heart. And dude's going to fuck me for seven minutes. <laughs> and I wonder, right? I mean, well, who the fuck wants to do that? Yeah. I'm working on it. You know what I mean? Like there's actually, <laughs> okay. I'm trying to fig- figure out how to address your specific thing. So if you want him to last longer, no, I, not even necessarily. I just feel like he gets more of the attention. Because he's only because he's it's only it's going just, on for a few minutes. Yeah. After a man like, comes, he doesn't time do time thing. It's yeah. not like there's a seven minute expiration date. Yeah, okay. It's just really focused on him and him feeling good. Uh, it's a new relationship. Yeah. Um, so we don't really know each other's bodies that well. Right. But it's just like more interest in him feeling good. So you want him to touch you more and take more interest in your yeah. body. Okay, great. So has he ever touched you? Of course. Beautifully? Yeah. Okay, great. And on a scale of one to 10, let's, let's even go, let's go spinal tap here to 11, right? Um, how much did he feel the pleasure of that through your body? Well, you'd have to ask him. Well, I'm, I'm asking you though. Like I expressed it at a 10 or I expressed I it at, or yeah, well, that's the place to start. So if, because of, because the masculine body, and this is male, this is, this is more, this is more biology, right? The masculine body is denser. His nervous system is denser. So he touches you in just the right place and you go, ah, right. He's like, oh, that was a three. I don't even know if she liked that. And you're like more and more, I want more. So you literally have to give him more, almost double than you think for him to register like, oh, that's it. Like that's a money spot. And if he feels that through you, he will bookmark it. Why? Because men want to win. And if you're in deep pleasure, there's not much more, there's not a bigger win for most men on the planet. So what most women have to train their bodies to do is amplify the pleasure that they feel. If you want him to, I mean, I just had this conversation with a woman, like if anything that you want, when he does it, beautifully you double the the pleasure right yeah just at that point i feel like i'm putting on a show and it kind of takes away from me actually are you actually having pleasure 
Of course. Okay. But I'm consciously thinking like, okay, I got to make sure he knows that I like that as opposed to just like getting lost. Then you should have sex with women because men, (laughs) yeah, because men are not as sensitive. And I mean, again, I'm just shooting straight, right? Because you guys said shoot straight. So just like his nervous system will not register your pleasure in the way that you want him to. So he won't know. Chances are he doesn't know that you like it. I'm not silent. No, 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 I'm I'm sure you're great. (laughs) I'm just telling you that I've seen this in workshops after workshop after workshop. He'll, you'll make us, you'll make a noise. And I'll say, was that a 10 for you? And you're like, that was a nine. And he's like, that was a four. I've seen it over and over again. And the reason is, is because the masculine nervous system is denser. For 70,000 years, we had to hunt and kill and murder. That means our nervous system had to shut off certain things that the, the female body did not. So literally our nervous system, not to mention most guys aren't really conscious enough to feel you. Like if, he, if you're with a man who practiced well and did the kind of stuff that I'm talking about, he could feel it in your body. Right? I'm just saying you're the one who's here. I'm sure dude's got a lot of work to do. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to, but I'm, I'm focusing on you because you asked like, how can I get him to do, give me more attention? And when he does something you don't like, just like, so you let him know the truth of your heart moment by moment. So if he's like, if you guys are making out and you're loving it, or he's touching you a certain way, and then he rolls over and like, assumes the position of, you know, it's time now for you to pleasure me. And you go, mm. and then he touches you and then he reaches over and he touches you again and you go, ah, he's going to get the, he's going to get the message. Does this make sense to you guys? He's going to figure it out. So if you are pretending to want to give him pleasure when you really don't, that is on you, my love. Yeah. That's, you're not being authentic. And you're not really showing your heart. And so you're hiding a piece of your heart, which is, no, I want to be touched. Like I'm yearning to be touched. And if you hide that piece of your heart, what you're going to do is co-sign his unconsciousness. And if you reveal his heart, and if he says, no, like, so you like, go no. And he's like, no, like, come on. And you, so, so what would happen in your body if he did that? If he started to whine for you to touch him? I mean, I think I would just, Say no. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you could say no, or you could amplify that too, like, uh, uh, right? Uh, so you, the idea is that you do not want to hide anything happening in your heart during sex, it, whether it's pleasure or whether it's disgust. You want to have it be. You want your body to be so open that it can be responsive to how what's true, and then he uses that as a as a way to tack the moment, right? He's like, oh, fuck, she's mad now. Like, what am I doing? What am I not seeing? And he'll get more conscious. So the more revealed your heart is, the more conscious he will be. And the opposite is true. The more conscious you are, the more she can reveal her heart. Does that make sense? Is that a different way to come at it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're welcome. Anyone else? Good question, honey. My God, the thought of going like this ah, when you're having sex with the dude is so fucking funny. <laughs> you can hiss. I like, I'm a big fan of a hiss. Oh. So you can hiss or you can I make like, it sexy. Ah, you could be like, better. no. So if you go, but if you go, no, right? And you make it sexy and then the guy is still like, no, baby, I need to take care of me. Yeah. Right? 
then the appropriate response is like something like that. Yeah. 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 Puke on him. Yeah. That's what I always do. Yeah. I've had my, the, I, I, I'll just tell this brief story. I was in a self-centered mood for about three weeks, a month. My poor partner w- could not get anything out of me. And I was just stuck in my shit. At one point, she literally, and I just, I didn't want to have sex. I didn't, I was just like, eh, the world, eh, I give everything, everybody. I was just whining, right? And she jumped on top of me and started pounding on my chest. Like, I fucking love you, wake up. And, and literally, like, I could have called the cops and I would have had a domestic <laughs> abuse charge. But she w- it was coming from love. And it was coming from her commitment to wake me up to what was true in the moment, which is that she was suffering. And it broke up in my heart and I, and I, and it changed, you know, it pulled me out of my funk. It made me more conscious to the point I could feel because the masculine doesn't feel that's the main problem to get to your question. The masculine's not feeling most men are numbing themselves with porn and food and alcohol and pot and ayahuasca and overwork. That's a chronic issue. You guys have, are having a harder time doing that. Not that you're not trying. But you have a hard time doing that because of the nature of your bodies and your hearts. Yeah. But men are numb. Men are numb. I'm sorry. I just got to fucking preach here for a second. Men are numb and your hearts are the antidote. There is not a man alive who can stay numb when your heart is expressed fully through your body. How, how do you uh, increase the closer connection versus numbing in a relationship? You mentioned something about that earlier. Okay, be more specific. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I got into her sex life, so let me just... Sure, like, I, I've been married for five years. Okay. I've been in a relationship for eight years. Mm. Um, sometimes it feels like when we make that connection with each other, it's about numbing what's really going on versus really just feeling each other. Well, what are you feeling that you're not letting him feel? I feel like wanting to get more of a connection. So you're yearning for yeah. a deeper connection. Yeah. Okay. So what would yearning for a deeper connection, like you're yearning for him to feel what? I think to, to get to know me even more for who I am. Dude's been with you for eight years. He doesn't know you yet. I mean, so, so. But I feel like I've gone through, I got married younger. So I feel like I've gone through the realization of who, getting to know me, getting to know who I am more. Right. That how do I express that to him to get to know as well? Okay. Well, it's a moment by moment exploration. So right now, let's say you get home and he's watching TV, right? Your heart's going to feel something. Yeah. What would that be? Hey, I'm here. Give me attention. Okay. So it would be, it would be a, yeah, like that's beautiful. So you, so he's watching TV and you're like, no, no, no. See me. Look how great I am. Look how beautiful I am. Look at how great life is. It's better than CSI, right? I'm, I'm more radiant than CSI motherfucker, right? So you literally, you stand, you could stand in front of the TV and just do what you just did, except maybe add some movement to it and see if he smiles. If he smiles, then your gift has touched him. And then you, maybe you, maybe you run and jump on his lap. Right. And do the same thing. Like, look, I'm here. Look, I'm right. I'm because it was really sweet. It was a beautiful, like you guys can feel that that energy is really nice on her. It's a gift to him. Right. And if you are doing that, then you are showing him who you are. 
like basically almost being more vulnerable to show that also. Yeah. I wouldn't just say vulnerable, like, like committed to love. Vulnerable is like this catchword that kind of we put in. No, am I committed to opening this guy's heart? Is, is this guy's, is this guy's consciousness wider than CSI or whatever the fuck he's watching? Is he a deeper man than, than whatever it is that he's doing in the moment? And your heart actually brings him deeper into who he is as a man. That's a gift. And your commitment to love is I'm going to do anything. I'll, I'll cry. I'll giggle. I'll wail. I'll shake my ass. I'll pound on his chest. I'm going to do anything to wake him up to, to feel the beauty of life. Thank you. Yeah. We got time for one more. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. Can't tell. Um, you sp- it's kind of going back to something that you spoke about a little bit earlier, but when I think whether you embody a little bit more of a feminine essence or a masculine essence, I think no matter what your day entails, if it's stressful, you wear it on your body. Yeah. So I guess... Uh, would would it be possible to give a tangible example of what it looks like to actually release that stress? And even if you want it on, if you have it on your mind and it's your partner, I, I've also, I've married for a while and mm. um, that's all you want to do. You kind of just want to, you're, it's your best friend. You, you just want to talk, talk you about unload, your day. Yeah. I yeah. guess yeah. Is the best word, yeah. but by the same token, you don't want to completely unload to the point where you're like, let me just tell you all my stresses and then pass them on to you. Let me just yeah. kill the vibe of the night. Yeah. So it's, it, it sounds, it sounds lovely, but it seems hard to do to like physically just like roll it off of your body. I, I don't like, can you give me an, exa- an example? Yeah. Um, okay. So what's the truth of a day? Like, what, did, did you have a day like that today? No, today was quite lovely. Okay. <laughs> I'm here. So it's great. So, but what's the last stressful day that you had? work and your side hustle. My in-laws were recently visiting. <laughs> okay. All right. But the, you're carrying something stressful and you want to communicate that to him in a way that's not energy neutral. Is right. that what you're asking me? Right. Okay. Um, lots of art. And look, I'm just talking about artful ways of doing this stuff, right? Can you, you can just say, Hey baby, I just need to show you how my day was. Can you just be with me for a minute? What would he say? Of course. Yeah, you say of course, and then you're like, and then you, like, I hate my boss. And then look at him. Is he smiling? Is he lit up? Is he more happy? Right? Have you expressed what was true in the fullest way, not the like, well, and then it was this, but I really shouldn't be mad because he's not a bad boss, but he's kind of today, but I really, you know, you know I mean, so feel the difference. You've revealed through your body everything that's happening, and it will have an impact on him. Mm-hmm. I almost guarantee it. He'll be smiling. You might think you're a little crazy, mm-hmm. but he'll be smiling. Does that feel right? Yeah. Yeah. So you, the idea is that you want to express what's true at twice the rate. I'm just, can I give you guys an experiment? How many are in relationship? Okay, so, not, okay. so you date. How many date? Okay, that's the reverse. All right, so here's your experiment. Try just to, just to see, not to be phony, but just to see what it does to the person that you're with to amplify some 
piece of a feeling that you're having. Like, can I just tell you how mad it makes me when the valet guard doesn't, you know, the valet doesn't open my, right? And just, and just see what it does to him, or a piece of joy. If you just express more and you get in the habit of training your nervous system, all you're doing is training your nervous system to express what's true at a deeper level. And then notice what happens, right? So that's one way to go about this. Another way to go about this is to <coughs> prioritize your pleasure first. So you get home, he's doing his thing, you could, you could grab a glass of wine and a piece of chocolate and go up and take a bath and really focus on the pleasure in your body taking a bath. And then come down and you may not be as interested in talking about your day, right? Um, or some women, some women uh, dance or stretch or do some yoga or whatever it is that feels good. It doesn't matter if it's taking a walk, just playing with your child. If there's pleasure involved, it will help you transition from what happens during the kind of the business world to the world of energy, not energy neutral, uh, polarized energy. Does that feel doable? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then notice, like, all of this is, I'm just giving you, I'm just giving you, like, chords to play when, on your guitar when you get home. They might not be the right chords, but you're just, you, you want to be able to try to figure out your own chords. Like, I imagine if I asked your husband, do you want to feel more of your wife? What would he say? I'd hope he'd say, sure. Yeah. 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 And, and most men would say, certain parts, yeah. Right? Um, and so the trick is for the modern woman is to how to express the parts that are, how to express the parts that are filled with love more and how to take the parts that are angry or filled with grief or rage and then make them, make them add love to them. So if you're enraged, how, how many of you guys have been enraged at a partner? Yeah? Enraged, like literally going to rip his fucking eyes out. Okay. So... If you add any amount of love to your rage, it's sexy. If you add love to rage, it becomes sexy. If you, meaning like, fuck you, I love you, is a whole different thing than what most men get in rage. So if you just add some love to anything that's happening and some more of your heart to anything that's happening, it will have an impact on his nerve. It's actually like a nutrient. It's like you're feeding him a, a really beautiful nutrient. And the reason why men will leave is because mal- they feel malnourished. And she's got the nutrient I need. Right? The, way women, the, women, the, the reason why women cheat, you were asking me about cheating, the reason why women cheat more often than not is because that man's more conscious. He's, more, he's, a, he's a stronger presence. He's a deeper alpha. He's more present, he's more penetrating, he's more, it's usually energetic and less physical, not always, but it's an energetic thing. Does that feel true for those of yeah. for all the cheaters mm-hmm. yeah. who don't want to? Yes. Right. That the feminine in you will go to the most, the most conscious presence in the room and will have a, and, and it will be attracted to that. The masculine in you will go to the most, what has the most free flowing energy and will be more attracted to that. Okay. Sluts. 
<laughs> They'll go to the sluts. Um, okay. No other questions or anything. Oh, got one more. We'll go with it, honey. Would you define good conscious sex as being fully intentional and present? And if you're having sex with someone who is unconscious, does that make them a bad person or like someone who's toxic for you? Um, Unconsciousness is kind of a, is kind of a constant state for a lot of people, right? And all unconsciousness means is that my awareness is generally on me. It's on my head. It's on my thoughts. It's on my fears. It's on my neurosis. And so if you are having sex with a man whose consciousness, whose awareness, let's call it, is not on your heart, your body, and your energy, I think you're engaging in a bit of self-abuse. If he's thinking about himself while you're making love, or he keeps referencing back to himself, <laughs> this picture of dude looking in the mirror while he's having sex, like, right? Uh, that's the extreme version. But if, he's, if he can't keep his awareness focused on your heart, your body, your breath, then it's painful. Is that, am I wrong? Ladies, it's men have no idea. Oh, we had great sex. Oh, it's fucking awesome. Came three times. Yeah. She's by the way, she's like, oh, dude was like checked out the whole time or whatever, was focusing on my nipple the whole time. Right? There's there's so the the the, the gift that you give him is to let him know the moment your heart aches when he disconnects. And, and you will snap him back. Now, there might be a little bit of confusion because most, most women won't give that kind of honest feedback. So if you're having sex with him and all of a sudden you feel, because you can feel when he disconnects, yeah? Yes? Okay. So the next time he does that, you give him a smack. I'm serious. Like you give him a smack or you slap him across the face. Where the fuck did you go, asshole? I'm giving you my body, my heart, everything. Get back here. Or you pull his hair or you bite him. And just and notice what that does. Does he get more present? Does he take a deeper breath? Does he look more into your eyes? Does he get more energized? It's a gift. And, um, and you know, when I say share more, amplify, I'm saying give more of the gift because men are just like you're dying for, you know, conscious, fierce, loving presence. They're dying for your, the gift of your authentic heart through your body. Thank you guys for being so open and specific and vulnerable. I feel like these types of conversations, although it's really nice to have John Wineland facilitate and walk you through, but hopefully it will give you the courage and the confidence and the presence to have these types of conversations with a partner, friends. I think that's just a part of kind of hoping and helping the consciousness as a whole. John, thank you so much for being here. Yes. Thank you beautiful. all. Thank you for your presentation. Thank you. And you can find John, it's johnwineland.com. And then if you search iTunes for Almost 30 Podcasts, John Wineland, you can listen to our two episodes with him, which are amazing. Um, and thank you to Milana Snow of Wellness Official. Thank you to Soho House. And thank you guys so much for being here. So we'll be here hanging out for a little bit after um, if you have any questions or anything like that. But really appreciate you know your time. Thank you guys. Love you. I can already hear the buzz. 
Everyone's buzzing. The one girl's <laughs> question about um, guys being selfish. I think that was a really good one. He really walked her through. Yeah. Like, what yeah, that it was means. so enlightening mm-hmm. because oftentimes we just, like we said, we test them. Mm-hmm. And there's the plane that's going to take us all to the next planet. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Did you hear Sorry that? Sorry you hear that little buzzy buzzy. <laughs> um, join the secret Facebook group. Again, we'll be talking about this. We love talking to you guys there and we just love that you guys are connecting. So real fast one to read our review of the week from Hill Kind. Sweet Angel on October 17th. It is five stars. It says top notch. These girls are the real deal. Sassy, fun, entertaining, but more importantly, wise, intuitive, and loving. If you want to learn about yourself and others, let them take you along this journey. Thank you so Mm. much, sweet one. Thank you so much. We will see you on tour. We cannot wait. Tour has been so fun and rewarding and seeing you guys connect with one another means so much. So we love you. We will see you on the road. Love you. Get it, come